hey, I'm here with Brennan Mejia, the Red Power Ranger. What's up, guys? And he actually has this very cool skill. He can talk backwards, right? That's it. Say he can talk backwards. And that clot said rock half. Check this out. All right, now I'm going to do a joke. And you're going to say a joke backwards. Okay, I'm ready. What do you call a hundred rabbits rocking backwards? How about you lock Durna Hustiver Ganekla said rock A receding hairline. Gene Decker and Al Raha. Change into voiceover champions to save the voiceover world. Yes, I'm your host, Joshua Seth, and I gotta say, I am very excited about today's guest. We were hanging out together, signing autographs at a convention recently, and he is just such an interesting guy, and we'll get into that in a moment, but let me introduce him properly before bringing him on. Today's guest is Brennan Mejia. He's an acrobat turned actor, you could say. He's an actorbat. That's right. He's best known for playing the Red Ranger in Power Rangers Dino Charge. Currently, he can be seen as a stuntman on the series Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus and as an actor in the movie Corrective Measures starring Bruce Willis. Oh, and he can talk backwards. Let's find out how he learned to do that, why anyone would want to, and maybe, just maybe, how you can learn to talk backwards too. Hi, Brennan. How's it going? It is going great. Nice to see you. I know you've been on set a lot recently. Can you say what you've been filming? I can't say what it is, but I've been uh, doing a lot NDAs. of work. Yeah. yeah, different projects, but uh, working with some pretty cool people, uh, getting thrown into the fire. You so. have been very, very busy lately, so good for you. It's not easy in this business, especially right after the pandemic, and you've uh, you've been all over the place uh, movies tv live events uh like uh, we'll talk about the backwards how you learn to talk backwards in a minute and i want that to really be the subject of the interview because this is a show about how to enhance your communication skills and that is one i've never seen or heard of before it's really fascinating but let's just take a moment rewind let people get to know you first and find out how you got started in this business as an actor and prior to that as an acrobat yeah, well, uh, my dad was a gymnast in college and he found a community circus program near where we grew up. Uh, my sister and I put us both into a circus program because it spoke to his acrobatic gymnastics background. Uh, did it from like third grade for a couple years, quit until I graduated high school. Then I came back to the circus. And then just from there, I realized I love performing, got into acting classes, got my, myself a manager, um, you know, initially just wanted to model because I was a little shy with speaking versus just being seen, but uh, that quickly went away. So now I do that. And then when I was working on Power Rangers, um, one of the other Rangers was a stunt guy as well. And he's like, hey, you know, you're acrobatic. You should do stunt work in between acting gigs. Like it's a little more consistent, you know, give you a paycheck um, and get you on sets. And so I, followed that route a little bit. And uh, so now I do basically, I'm a performer, I guess. So I'll act, I'll flip, I'll get punched in the face, whatever you need. You know, just... <laughs> Except for the punching in the face and the flipping, well, I feel the same way. Like we're both performers first and foremost and the form in which that takes us up to the person who books us. That's why when I met you, I was like, oh, this guy is a kindred spirit. Like we are, we love variety, entertainment, and we take it in all these different directions, which you you exactly. continue to do very successfully. What what years were you on Power Rangers? 
It aired 2015-2016, and then I came back for a reunion episode, two reunion episodes um, on Power Rangers Beast Morphers, which was two seasons after mine, and 2020 is when it aired. Oh, I didn't realize Power Rangers continued on that long. Oh, I, I was in I the first agree. season, you know, I was, that's actually what led me to my career in voiceovers and voicing anime because I was the second actor on the very first season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers to voice Alpha 5. Aye, aye, aye. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. So Tony Oliver. And, yeah. Exactly. He used to play poker exactly. at my house in Burbank. And that's the, it's all those guys that were producing Power Rangers that got me the audition for the main character in Digimon. I don't think if I if I had gotten the audition, I don't think it would have been for the for the lead if they hadn't already been working with me on Power Rangers. So sure, everything is connected, sure. especially in Hollywood. It really is. And you never know which way it will go. So it's like always be kind wherever you are. You know, don't only be kind to people who you think will propel your career. Just be a kind person in general. How that is a, that is a great point. I think it might have been Rosie O'Donnell who had a joke a long time ago about like uh, passing people on the way up and on the way down. I mean, her point was, what have you been doing? You're standing around the whole time and I've been up and down twice already. But mm -hmm. but the take mm -hmm. the takeaway is really you're going to come into those contact with those people sometimes they're ascendant, sometimes you are, but we are all connected. And even just on a humanistic level, regardless of the career value of that advice, it's a good thing to do. I, I never like when people say it costs nothing to be kind because it costs nothing to be a jerk, too. It's, it goes out <laughs> but, way. But it is the right thing to do, and it's better karma for yeah. you. Yeah. You see it in the stunt community a lot, too. I mean, even more than on the acting side, because one day you'll work for a stunt coordinator. He's your boss. The next day you're working on another show where he's just another stunt guy like you. And now you're both like, quote unquote, the same level in the hierarchy of, you know, who's in charge. And so like, even they're mm -hmm. like, whatever. Oh, you want me to coordinate? Great. Oh, you need me to get punched in the face? Great. Like they do yeah. it too. They go up. It's Be easy just... to work with, I guess, is the advice. Yeah. There. Yes, it now, is. You want now, to you were you were making a name for yourself as a, as an acrobat, stuntman, a, slash actor on on various shows outside of Power Rangers, and I know one of them that apparently is very famous and well known to everybody, but me is called iCarly. <laughs> <laughs> How do you not know what iCarly is? I've never heard of iCarly. I don't even know what the i is for. Is she is she uh, supposed to be in it like, like a internet. like an iPhone but a person? I, I I really have no idea. I'm not the I'm not the demographic, I guess, for Nickelodeon. I know it was on Nick. I was in the pilot episode that came out 15, 16 years ago, and Miranda Cosgrove is the star of it. And they just recently, I think last year or maybe two years now, they did a revival. So not a reboot, revival. They brought same main actors back um, to continue the show, which is now on Paramount Plus, but Nickel initially it was Nickelodeon. And that show, the audition process, at least for me to be on the show, they were just looking for people with weird talents because the first episode was about her creating like a web series called iCarly, hence the name. Her name is Carly. And so they made a show within a show. And for her first episode, she was looking to make a talent show in the show. And okay. so I go into the audition room. They're like, so what can you do? And this was before I was as skilled as an acrobat. I was like, um, I can talk backwards. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't know. I can say all those posters backwards immediately. And they're like, okay, say that. And without looking at it, I could just say it and they could verify I was doing it right. And they just wrote be, me in. <laughs> just for the listeners here, let's do that. It, just say that. Let's do that. Stell odd to hat. How? 
How are you doing this? Say that. Say, how are you doing this? Water are you going to answer it? You don't even think about it. It's just instant. It's like translating it into another language or something. It's, I don't know. Honestly, I think it started with a form of like undiagnosed ADHD when I was in elementary school. Because I remember whenever I would read a book or a poster, I would read it forward and backwards. Just like, I don't even know why. I just would kind of like clock it. I used to like count how many steps I took, just like weird OCD things. And it got that, to the, 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 the counting steps sounds like OCD. And I sort of had to fight against that when I was a kid too. I remember like counting tiles on the ceiling and having to force my brain to stop doing that. And then I learned yeah. meditation and some other techniques that would allow me to focus on the present moment instead of the one I was constructing in my imagination. So it's probably, you're a better man. It's, well, it's probably <laughs> I, indicative of, of intelligence, right? That your mind was able to process things forward and backward in the time it took other people just to read it forward. But how did yeah. you articulate it? How did that go from visually seeing the words backwards to being able to instantly repeat what anyone says in reverse? It, it's, I don't actually visualize it. It's phonetic. So I break it down into syllables um, and like, okay, for instance, the word, um, I don't know, like button, you know, it's two syllables, right? So my brain immediately knows, okay, two syllables, button, no tub. Like I, I can just yeah. now, know what I, you're going to say. As long as I, I was doing that in my head, but it was taking me more time than it took you to explain it <laughs> just to sound it out. You, yeah, yeah, you've I'm, done this for years, I guess. So it's automatic for you. And it's even still automatic. Like if I come across a word I haven't heard before, or I read it in a script, my brain will just, in my head, I'll read it backwards. And now it's like stored. And I come across words occasionally I've never read and, or people will ask me like a new word, like they're like anti-disestablishmentarianism. I mean, it's misread to them, it's not just because I knew you were going to ask next. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I could just do it because I could already spell that word. So I don't know. <laughs> syllable by syllable. Say Hannah backwards. Like, palindromes yes exactly <laughs> i thought I i'd trip you up with a palindrome pardon i was a palind i thought i wondered if i would trip you up with a palindrome with words that are the same backwards as forwards but apparently not yeah. yeah what what's the most interesting thing that you've ever said backwards does anything come to mind certain words that i found to be other words in English backwards or forwards, like live is evil, lived is devil. I mean, like, I'm sure whoever created those words initially didn't mean for them to be two words, but things like that, like pandas backwards is sad nap, um, dragons is snow guard, just things that sound like they mean, like not spelled right necessarily, but it's just interesting how they can- It's sort of like a, an Instagram meme. This word yeah. backwards means that, and it displays some hidden meaning for the original word, presumably. Exactly. But disclaimer, if people are going to record this podcast and play it backwards, it won't sound right because of the way I pronounce it. And oh. I start with the beginning of the sentence. I don't start at the end of the sentence. So if you played it backwards, like the sentence, I would say ahet, eknetnes, not eknetnes, ahet, if that makes sense. It doesn't so make any you... sense, but I'll right, take the well, warning. Yeah, yeah. Rewatch the video and you know, pause. Now it. you, so you achieved a certain kind of fame and notoriety from talking backwards on iCarly, this popular mm -hmm. show. Apparently, mm -hmm. has anyone ever asked you to teach them how to do it? As a result, I've had people tell me they started teaching themselves after hearing that I could do it, and I've come across on TikTok 
a couple of other people who can do it. Um, and I actually did a, a where you, what's it called when you, you do it at the same time? A duet. A duet. A duet. You've had millions of views on TikTok, most of them for this. I mean, you've got, uh, you're definitely someone worth following on social media between all the acrobatics and the, and the health challenges and insights that you give just based on working out. And you, you have a degree in, uh, is it kinesiology? Kinesiology, kinesiology rather. Kinesiology, in yeah. Kinesiology, yeah. so you know what you're talking about. And that's all fascinating, but it's the backwards talking that seems to cause you to go <laughs> viral. It was somewhat, again, speaking about the iCarly uh, revival and prep for it, iCarly was put on Netflix, the one I was on. And when the first episode was put on, someone did a TikTok of them like recording the TV screen. They're like, how do you do that? And a bunch of my friends on TikTok who were already TikTok famous, because I didn't really use it yet, were like, hey, Brennan, you should ride this wave of you know being viral. And I was like, okay. So I had to ask them a bunch of questions like, how do I do it? What do I do on TikTok? I'm used to Instagram. And so I did a really quick crash course and jumped on it. And then, yeah, a couple of my videos have several million views because of me watching them watch me like that was the video <laughs> right talk backwards very so, so so for the listeners of the podcast here who are presumably here to enhance and expand their communication skills is is there a tip or a technique or a trick to it that you could share with us if we wanted to do that because although i i do think it's a probably limited value in terms of communication. I do know as an actor that when it comes to breaking down and interpreting a script and putting it in your own voice, it is very handy to look at it from different perspectives and in different ways. And looking at words and phrases backwards definitely would take you out of your initial interpretation of those words and cause you to, cause you to reinvent it as you go. Honestly, I'd say it's more the spirit of the idea of when you have a random talent or ability to not just brush it under the rug thinking it's useless. Because this is a good ability, point too. I thought it, I thought, like, what? I didn't even realize I did it until middle school when I said Rubio's out loud backwards with my dad and my sister because we were going to the Rubio's restaurants. And they're like, mm -hmm. what'd you say? I was like, oh, I said soyber. Like, why? I, was like, I don't know. I just can say it. And then they drilled me on a bunch of questions and words. And I was like, oh, I guess I talked backwards. Like, I didn't even. I didn't even realize I did it until sixth grade. Did you um, think you were the only person in the world? You must have that could speak back for a while. For a yeah. while, I until mean, TikTok. For a very eclectic group of you know people like it's just. But now that I've known of at least three or four other people, one was on Ellen DeGeneres. There's another on YouTube. A couple on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And I don't like. I don't know why we do it. Like walks of life wise, I haven't interviewed them. Like, did you? Were you also dropped on your head as a child? Like, I don't know what. <laughs> caused it, but I, I wouldn't tell someone necessarily there's benefit in going out of your way versus learning an actual second language to learn backwards talking as like your primary goal. I don't know but who would go through the effort of actually learning to talk backwards. I was just thinking, uh, is, is there is there a phrase that would be a, a go-to to to experiment with this or some easy way into it? Um, just start with words that have very few syllables. You know, don't try to do short words. Gradualism. Elidocious right off the bat like you're just not gonna there's too many syllables to remember forward because even that word took me a moment because i couldn't remember syllable wise what would be next not that i couldn't say it backwards but it just like was confusing it's like okay there's like however many syllables there are in that word it's but i actually had to take a moment and be like wait 
That's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious backwards. It is. It is. Yes. <laughs> wow. That so, uh, it's just it's amazing. But your point is really well taken, and probably better than my original point anyway. Which, which is, if you have an unusual skill, develop it. It's yeah. it's it's there for the taking, and you never know where it will take you. Took me on a Nickelodeon on the pilot episode, and you know, it just I'm also known for it now between groups of people. Like it, it just it makes you more memorable. Something dumb like that you think is dumb, but could mm -hmm. open a door something in your future you would have never thought of sure why be judgmental of it just because it's unique it's that very uniqueness that causes people to be interested in it at least yeah, in this we're case. All to fit in the same mold for some reason without realizing it's the fact that you don't fit in the mold which makes you interesting like when i auditioned for power rangers they wanted a physical skill like a demonstration most mm -hmm. people were doing like punches and kicks and flips and whatever i did handstands like which isn't very power ranger-esque i mean it's acrobatic i guess but like you don't really handstand in a fight, you know. Uh, but they remembered it, and I, when I actually booked it, the one of the fight coordinators on Power Rangers told me when I when he saw me do the handstand in the audition, he told them to pick me because of how hard that is. Like people think handstands are easy until you try it, and he could see like I could do it so well, which just embodies some kind of mastery of yourself. I've never thought way. handstands are easy. I don't know who would think that, unless you're against the wall, perhaps. I know you have a, yeah. another a YouTube video with a lot of hits about how to do a handstand as well. And where, where are you most interested in expanding your career? Because you, you have a following and you have talents in, in so many areas you, as an actor, as a stuntman. Oh, wait, before you answer that. So you were yeah. just a stuntman on... Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus. This this series was yeah. great. Can you tell people what you did and where we could find you in it? Sure. Yeah, I'm in the second episode uh, doubling Kumail Nanjiani, and I had to get more ripped for that because he just finished filming uh, Marvel's The Eternals. And I don't know if people have seen photos, but he got like, jacked for that movie. And, uh, you know, I was doing more acrobatic training, not like strength training. So I was like, oh, crap, like I have a couple of weeks. So, you know, changed my regimen a bit. But I thought it was a, a lie. Like I got an email that I from some stunt guy I never knew, and he's like, "Hey, you know, we're shooting." You thought it, you thought it was a lie. You mean like it was like it wasn't a like real was offer, fake. right? Yes, I thought it was fake. I had to show it to a stunt friend of mine. I was like, "Do you know these names attached to this email?" I was like, "I don't know this one, but I do know this one." And I was like, "Ah, eh, what's the worst that could happen?" Like, so, okay, I said, "Sure," showed up. Mm -hmm. Sure enough, it was real. Um, right, because it's so, Star Wars. You never think you're actually going to be part of Star Wars. Yeah. And exactly. you are, exactly. yeah, yeah, and I, I am. And he I'm was so great. Lovely. He was great in it too. Uh, yeah. For for anybody that doesn't know that actor, seek out his movie that he wrote and starred in, based on his real life story. I think it was called The Big Sick on Netflix. Yes, Have you seen that? It's fantastic. Wife. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah, that's what led to that. And then uh, being on the show, my hair was actually long at the time, so that's my real hair, other than like a little braid they clipped on the back. Because I don't have natural Jedi fake braids growing. Um, well, you do year not. round. Good to yeah, know. Just in the winter. But <laughs> right. seasonal. Um, seasonal, seasonal. I, basically, I was like on the rooftops, just like marking for camera. And then they had me on one spot where they, they took pictures of me with like hundreds of cameras. So if they needed to, they can superimpose his face onto my body for like just standing there from a distance. Before, normally in sense, you have to hide your face. Like, oh, no, I'm not that guy. Mm -hmm. And there and it's like okay so now they can merge his face with your body so he could act but look like you essentially yeah if they needed to um because it's cheaper to have me you know 
for overtime or whatever as a stunt guy versus whatever his acting contract is, I'm sure. Have you, speaking of that, have you seen the Jason Bourne stunt show, essentially, at Universal? It's Jason fascinating. It, it's fascinating. It's like a movie. Well, they have it at Universal out here where I live in Florida, maybe not Universal Studios okay. in Hollywood. Kind of, it's it's Jones big. There's more shows out here because more land. But if you ever do get a chance to see that, especially as a stunt person, I think you would find it incredible because it looks like a movie. They have the scenery changing and moving in the background. Like there's huge screens behind the actors. And then the actors are flying in on a helicopter, presumably, or jumping across buildings and things. But there's very few props actually on the stage, but they're using it in sort of a parkour fashion to leap over them and, and use them as props to hand balance on or, or do fight scenes off of. But your brain is filling in the gaps between those few objects on stage, mostly in shadow, and then the fake scenery that's moving in the background as they're pacing that movement in the foreground. Does that make sense? Because that's what it looks yeah. like. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And speaking of like the Mandalorian uses what's known as a volume stage where it's projected onto the walls instead of them having to like just green screen and, oh, by the way, you know, you're in the middle of Tatooine desert over there, just pretend it's there. They actually can put a desert on in real time for the actors to act to. And they'll walk and like. That's what this will... is. That in this stunt show, that's oh, so what they're the doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to see it, but I, I didn't know that was the same technology. But it's incredible. Amazing. I saw it and I thought, well, this is the future of live theater, let alone theme park shows, because mm -hmm. I I just saw Harry Potter and the Cursed Child on Broadway. I was doing shows up there in New York last week, and I'm a big Harry Potter fan from the original books, of course. I, I worked. With Daniel Radcliffe on one of the jobs I was doing stunts Monday and Tuesday. Just this past week? Yeah. just On the show you can't tell us about. Okay, so yeah, yeah. internet sleuths, now you can figure that out and piece it yeah. together. Well, he wasn't in the play, but and the play was extremely long. It used to be broken up into two nights, and now they merged it into one. But irrespective of what you feel about the plot line and the the subject matter, of the play, which for me, I was like, oh, this isn't Harry Potter. This is something different because it, mm. it relates to the kids of those characters decades in the future after those characters have grown up and married and, and had kids. And then it, it follows the kids. But, but from a technical standpoint, as a piece of theater and what they're able to accomplish on stage with special effects and essentially a magic show taking place underneath the, the action of the actors, they are already attempting to approximate a movie on the stage. The next step wow. seems to be what you are talking about with how they film shows like Obi-Wan and the Mandalorian. What did you call it? A volume stage? Volume stage. That would be That's very expensive on the, in a theater also. now, but eventually they'll get there. How, how could they not? It's, it's immersive. Yeah, yeah. And again, as technology gets older, it gets cheaper and... They'll get some version of it, I'm sure, which will bring the cost down when it becomes more utilized. Because right now it's probably like a very specialized company that makes the tech and as more people want it, that means, you know, prices will drop and then hopefully people can experience it. As an audience member, it was mind-blowing. It must have felt the same way when movies started having sound for the first time. Like you think you know what you're in store for and the experience you're about to have and then it totally supersedes your expectations in a way that you didn't know was possible. 
I don't mean yeah. to oversell the Jason Bourne show. It's just, it's yeah, just the, the way, idea of how they're able to accomplish this <laughs> with stunt actors like yourself. So, yeah. so to get back to my original question, you there's these various areas that you've pursued in your career. I'm just curious which you're most passionate about expanding on in the future because we all have limited time and, and energy. And I know, in fact, I'll throw this out there. If I made a mistake in my career, it was going in too many directions at once because I just followed every performance passion that I had. Live theater, yeah. variety arts, voiceovers, TV, everything at once. And eventually I had to make a choice and, and I chose to go on tour and that's why I left Hollywood was to, to really narrow down the focus on once to go take it as far as I could. So if you were to do that, what would it be? Acting, for sure. I mean, I, not that I don't love stunts and circus, but I also know on my body, as I get older, Hollywood will eventually retire my body. Like some stunt cause something to hurt and something, you either go on to be like a stunt coordinator or a fight coordinator, or you find a new career because by and large, your body cannot, you know, fall off of buildings forever. Like eventually- It, it was like time. being a dancer the, yeah. or an athlete for that matter. And, the, and it doesn't mean- The time is compressed in which you can do it. Yeah, and even if you could say I could do stunts forever, even if that wasn't the reason, I still like the ability to tell a story with words and not that you're not showing emotion in a sense if you're doubling someone, but it's different. You're typically trying also not to, you know, get injured and die while you're like doing the stunt. I, I would say that's a good policy all the time throughout agreed, life. Agreed, yes. agreed. When there's less danger. Try, the try not to get injured and die just on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, for sure acting, um, I love stunt work again. I am always happy for it and I'm very grateful. But if I could choose, I would be the actor. And if you want me to do my own action, great. But I'm okay having a stunt person myself because they get work then and then I can focus on the scenes, so. Well, maybe somebody should write a character for you like the movie Memento, where the, where the memories cause the storytelling to take place backwards but where you're speaking backwards and it's slowly revealed what the meaning is of what you're saying. Maybe you get hit in the head or something and you hold the secret to a crime and they have to decipher what you're saying in order to de determine the true meaning forwards rather than backwards. I'm just putting it out there. Well, no, no, no. There, bring it, so bring it all together. You know, DC Comics, right? Like Superman, Batman. Yeah, heard of those characters. <laughs> yeah, once or twice. So Zatanna is a character who's a magician in DC Comics. I I'm mean, aware of that. Yeah. She talks backwards. That's how she does her spells. The same way I do it. So really, that I didn't know. A guy version or about her dad Zatara, who has the same ability. I could literally just talk backwards. Like that would be literally a role that was like made for my stupid ability. If okay. I ever had a sense. So we have just put it out there. Let's see. Maybe somebody will hear this and it'll come come back and they'll they'll create a family uh, of of people that can that can do this. Or maybe you're the person that taught her. Who knows. Mate, or the protege. It could be. I take yeah. either role. I don't even mind. Stranger so, things have happened. So, yes. well, thanks for this. This has just been such a wild, fascinating conversation. Before we begin to wrap things up, have I left anything on the table? Is there anything that you'd like to share about either what you're doing or how others can maybe do some of these unusual skills that you do, talking backwards or otherwise? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know exactly when this uh, podcast will go live, but like I'll be at San Diego Comic-Con this weekend if anyone's around. Um, but you could always follow me on Instagram at Brennan Mejia. That's where I'm most active. My YouTube is Brennan Mejia, TikTok's Brennan.Mejia. Um, I just worked on a movie a few weeks ago as an actor in that one. Um, it's I don't know if I can say what it's called yet because it might be a working title in progress, but that should come out sometime next year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I always post when I'm allowed to about new and exciting things. Corrective Measures is the movie that I most recently did. You can get it on Blu-ray on uh, We didn't even talk well. about that. How was that working with Bruce Willis? And was that his last movie? I think one of the last. I believe he was leaving our set immediately to go to another movie. Uh, but it was incredible. Like, you know, there are certain milestones you never think you're going to hit as an actor. Like working with Bruce Willis is one of those. It's he's just such a legend in the in the field. And you're like, wow, because I was one of the leads in the movie, too. So it wasn't I wasn't just like a bit part like I I was in the movie, you know, and it was just uh, incredible to work with such high caliber actors. Did you did you uh, stop yourself from whispering in his ear? I see dead people. <laughs> or did you just go for it? Because if I met him, like I wouldn't be able to help myself. <laughs> no, no. I, fortunately, I, didn't I wonder how many people come up to him over the years and have just said that. No, man. I'm probably more than he wants. <laughs> I would assume, yeah. More than one would be more than anyone would want. But how would you not? True. Bruce Willis. Gosh. Or Yippie Kaye. That would be the other one. As soon as you see him on the set. It's like people coming up to me and being like, oh, it's the Red Ranger. Say it's morphing time. Like, you know, it's just, it comes with the territory and, you know, like. I, I think that's a perfect way to, 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 that's a perfect way to wrap this up. How about you say it's morphing time and then say it backwards. Okay. So I'll say it forwards, then backwards. Let's go for it. All right. Forwards. It's morphing time. Backwards. Stand the hip drama mint. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast and want to support it, the best way you can do that is to subscribe, give it a five-star rating and review, and share it with a friend.